New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy. Andrea and I are back and we're super excited to have one of our regular guests on. He is such a gem. He is Jacob Teitelbaum, MD. We like to call him Dr. T. Dr. T, welcome back. Uh, great to be with you again. And uh, folks, shall we uh, teach uh, listeners today that diabetes is optional? How's that for something you really? don't hear every day? Sounds but good. this is what the simple truth and the science shows. So, All right, well, that's good uh, to know. We'll jump in. Indeed. <laughs> well, you know, it used to be, let, let me give some perspective uh, to understand okay. this, this illness that's now skyrocketing. Diabetes, adult diabetes, used to be very, very rare. Maybe one in hundreds or even thousands of adults would have it. You don't see it until you bring a Western diet that's high in sugar and low in fiber um, into common use. So if you go in third world countries before we introduce all the sugar and the rest, you don't see diabetes. You see it in children rarely, uh, but not the adult onset diabetes. So this tells us this diabetes isn't something that's been here forever and we have to deal with. And now it's estimated that one out of three adults will develop adult onset diabetes. And adult onset diabetes is actually even starting to happen in children. So uh, what happens in this is that it's not a problem of too little insulin. It's a problem that the body is making too much insulin, but that the cells are deaf to the insulin. And another show we can talk about what diabetes is and how it is, but for most of you listening, if you're finding that your blood sugars, glycosylated hemoglobin, the diabetes test is starting to creep up, um, this is for you today, or if you have full-blown full diabetes, uh, because you can make it go away. All right, so just to be clear, Dr. T, so the type, the type of diabetes you're referring to is type 2. Adult onset is the same thing as type 2, type two diabetes, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and now, you know, I've heard of type 3 diabetes, and we don't have to get into it right now, but I do want you to cover <laughs> it on what we're talking about, because I know that, you know, that's becoming a very big buzzword these days, and I think it's important that we explain what that is to our listeners. Okay, so when you're looking at insulin resistance, which is what adult diabetes is, is Basically, the sugar goes through the bloodstream. It's basically like a river of fuel. And the, okay. the cells basically open the, their furnace doors uh, using the insulin as a key to let that sugar in to get burnt for, for energy. And right. what happens is when you have insulin resistance, those doors to the furnace won't open. And the sugar builds up in the bloodstream. And meanwhile, the cells are starving. Now, in type 2 diabetes, that happens throughout the body. In type 3 diabetes, it's just happening in the brain cells. Mm -hmm. And that's basically another term uh, for one of the causes of Alzheimer's disease. So for those of you who have Alzheimer's or a family member with it, uh, first of all, you need to know that 30 to 50% of people diagnosed with Alzheimer's on autopsy turn out never to have had a whip of Alzheimer's. Really? They had something else. That, yes, this is what the study after study is showing now. So wow. you need to really, you don't just presume it's Alzheimer's. Um, using the uh, medium-chain triglycerides or a ketogenic diet, and there are other supplements that can raise ketones. The ketones are an alternate fuel, so those cells mm -hmm. in the brain don't starve. And, and any of those approaches can be very helpful in a subset of people with Alzheimer's disease. So, Dr. T, would the ketogenic diet, you know, I mean... So, so, okay, so let me just reframe for a second. So type 3 diabetes, 
is happening in the brain and they're saying that type 3 diabetes is the cause for is it alzheimer's or just any type of dementia alzheimer's specifically alzheimer's specifically okay so then 30 to 50 percent of people who are diagnosed with alzheimer's research now is showing that they never had it in the first place and it could be something else so are you saying that okay so for people who let's say are recently diagnosed or have a family member who's been recently diagnosed with alzheimer's they should look into giving that person a, a high, high, I guess, a ketogenic diet or putting them on a ketogenic diet so that they are blocking. So is it the grains? Is it the starch that's creating it? I guess get, let's get into a little bit about what the, what the reason for changing to that ketogenic diet would be other than the alternative source of, alternative source of fuel, which is the grains, right? The glucose, is that just so we understand it? Well, it, it basically is an alternate source of fuel to glucose. What's happening is those cells are starving for energy. And they, the sugar is building up in the blood. Well, not so much in Alzheimer's, but they can't get the sugar out of the blood to burn for fuel um, okay. because the insulin isn't working. And when you have ketones, the brain cells can burn ketones for fuel, and it doesn't take insulin to do this. So suddenly it's like they're, you know, they're thirsty as the desert for energy, and now you give ketones and they have a big stream of energy, and now they work again. There are a number of uh, books on the market um, looking at coconut oil diets um, mm-hmm. and a, a number of things, but there are also supplements that can increase ketones specifically. But this is an area that for those with Alzheimer's it's really worth looking at. Also, uh, first thing I'm going to do if I have somebody with Alzheimer's disease is put them on a special form of curcumin. Um, Alzheimer's is 70% less common um, if you look in India, and that's been traced back to the curcumin of the diet. The problem is mm. that you have to eat massive amounts uh, to get it. But there's a, it's, there's the only supplement I use for curcumin is called Curamed, C-U-R-A-M-E-D, and I'll have people take 750 milligrams, uh, one to two twice a day, even one a day. I take one a day myself, just for even though I feel great, just for the overall health benefits. Uh, it seems to markedly lower cancer risk. Uh, over 100 studies looking at Curamed cancer. Uh, more effective than Zoloft for depression. So this is a nice, simple thing. If somebody has a family history of Alzheimer's or the presence, I'd rather catch it early, and I will go with a Curamed um, at the 750-milligram dose. That can be found Amazon. It can be found at endfatigue.com, a health food store. It's easy to find anywhere. You know, you know what's interesting is that is that, you know, for people who are taking, let's say, Curamed or changing to a ketogenic diet, I'd love to know, what's the, is, has there been research done on the combination or one or the other? I'm guessing there's been a lot of research. Obviously, we know there's a lot of research on curcumin or turmeric that have helped with, with you know, with dementia and the brain in general. But from what you've seen, Dr. T, you know, I guess what I want to do is, can we give hope to people who know someone who have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's if they were to change things up? Like, what type of research... Is, has been published in that area for people so they can understand a little, understand it a little bit more. It's an area where uh, prevention is more important is the most important thing. So the best thing to do is to catch it early, and then okay. it, a simple thing to do if if you have an iPhone or an Android, there's a free app called Cures A to Z. So C U R E S capital A to S T, and you can look up Alzheimer's or dementia, and it's going to have all this written down in it. But uh, it, Alzheimer's is not you got it or you don't. If you take a look, uh, thyroid, low thyroid is associated with about a 280% higher risk of, of dementia. Uh, high thyroid, about an 800% higher 
higher risk. Mm, Low testosterone, wow. dramatically higher risk. Um, folic acid deficiency, massive increased risk of Alzheimer's. All of these things you can take care of. So what you really want to do is get a proper tune-up, which most people are not getting at the neurologist. Uh, this okay. is shown in the research. They're getting bare bones and getting uh, Aricept and Amendothone at them, which is, I don't want to say they're useless, but, well, anyway, um, they're not especially helpful. But go to a holistic doctor, look at the app. It'll tell you, here are the things to tune up. It's actually called the dementia protocol. So you want to get sort of drugs that may be triggering uh, the problem. You want to look at uh, the possible depression. There's a whole list of things, and it's going to be on the app. Um, so when you're looking at the brain, um, the Caramed and then the tune-up, the dementia tune-up or the mind protocol is what I'm going to start with for those with dementia uh, who have insulin resistance to the brain. But for those with insulin resistance throughout the body who have diabetes, where the sugars are actually going up, um, in those cases, there's a couple things that can be dramatically helpful. Um, in terms of medications, the only medication that I think is worth a darn is, is basically metformin. Uh, historically, most of the other medications have been shown to be more toxic and than beneficial, but they usually mm-hmm. the research won't show until after the patent has expired. Until then, for some reason, the studies just aren't reported on. Um, we won't. I won't go ahead and speculate on that. Um, from mm-hmm. herbals, there's an amazing herbal for diabetes. It's called Sucontral D. S U C O N T R A L capital D. Another name is Centonia. And that, in uh, about a dozen studies so far, it drops the glycosylated hemoglobin, which is the main test, uh, by about one point, which for, you know, most people are running 5.5. When you're running 7, you're diabetic. So it's enough to take a lot of people and make them no longer diabetic, uh, just that mm-hmm. one herb alone. But you want to give it six weeks. Uh, it goes very well with the medication. So uh, cutting out excess sugar from the diet, uh, if you're going to have sugars, Go for quality, not quantity. Get a little bit of chocolate each day because the trade-off of the chocolate is that it decreases heart attack risk by almost 50%, which is a big deal in diabetes. Uh, but again, too much is a lot of sugar, a lot of calories. So go for just a small amount of the best-tasting chocolate you can and savor it here and there. Let that be your sweet tooth. Um, you can use ribose as a sweetener. It's a natural sugar that actually lowers uh, blood sugar. And interestingly, in two studies we did, increases energy 61%. Um, and then increase your fiber weight loss. Um, studies have showed that 85% of people can have the diabetes go away if they simply lose weight. Can you explain so why that is? Also very reversible. Yes, because the, the increased weight triggers the insulin resistance. And But it's a funny thing. It goes in both directions. Many of you with diabetes, the doctors don't all lose weight. And your insulin is so sky high. And you can't lose weight no matter what you do. And here's what's going on is that uh, when you eat calories, we eat food, uh, insulin is like the traffic cop that tells those calories where to go. So insulin basically says, you, you calories, go get burned for fuel. And those calories are gone. Uh, when the insulin isn't working, the default is that those calories get sent into fat. Hmm. And people okay. pack on the, the, the fat, and then that makes them more insulin resistant. Um, it becomes a vicious cycle. That's why giving insulin to adult diabetics, it's it's like a load shark for treating insulin because it'll help a little bit, but then it'll make the person blimp 
and become even more insulin resistant. Insulin is for children, for childhood diabetics, not for adult diabetics, except for, you know, a holding action where you go to other things to reverse the diabetes. And most doc- many doctors sadly don't even know that. It's kind of scary. Um, so if you, there are ways you can lose the weight, though. And if you look at the Cures A to C Apple, there'll be a section on weight loss, too. Um, but if treating the insulin resistance, we talked about um, the medication metformin and the herbs through Comtrol D. I love that combination. Uh, those two together can be very helpful. Uh, also, another herb called berberine. B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E, uh, 200 mm-hmm. to 500 milligrams three times a day. Uh, all of those, those, those uh, the Sucantrel, the Berberine, the Metformin together, powerful, powerful combo uh, for helping normalize the blood sugar. Uh, now, also, a testosterone, big player. If you're a man mm-hmm. and your testosterone is even low normal, you're going to be prone to metabolic syndrome, and that to be basically elevated cholesterol, high blood pressure, and prediabetes or diabetes. How many of you out there have high blood pressure and cholesterol elevated and don't realize they're the same thing? Hmm. They're all part of the insulin resistance. Uh, if so you increase keeping sunshine, your, So sorry, Dr. T. So keeping your, testo, your testosterone elevated. So as we age, just I guess a little bit of, uh, we'll get into the vitamin D in a second, but just as we age, our testosterone falls. Is this for men and for women? And how do we keep it up? Uh, men go through menopause, just like women go through menopause. And the drop in testosterone has been shown to be associated with all the, the high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and uh, diabetes or prediabetes. Um, there's not much in terms of supplements that really works for that. Um, and for that, I do recommend that men use the bioidentical testosterone. They can get it their holistic physician. I think the pellets work the best. The cream is second best. The prescriptions are absurdly and insanely priced. You can get it. Uh, for about 70 cents a day from a compounding pharmacy. Women's International Pharmacy is a very good one, but whatever your local one is. So don't get ripped off for $800 at the pharmacy a month for the prescription testosterone. Uh, get it from the compounding pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shots I don't recommend because they shoot the testosterone too high, create almost a high, and then it drops and makes it too low, and you go through that every week or two. It's, it's almost like chasing a high. I, I, I wouldn't go there. So the pellets mm-hmm. or the cream. Um, and the women, interestingly, too high a testosterone will cause diabetes. It's the opposite of men. So if you tend to have mm-hmm. acne, facial hair growth, history of polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, with infertility, uh, basically those signs of too high a testosterone, weight gain, uh, the too high a testosterone will cause diabetes in women. And then you want to bring it down. And you can do that with the metformin, uh, spironolactone. For those, I will use the medications. Mm, interesting. And now, what about then when it refers to the two, like, so just to go back to the brain health for a minute, if, you know, high testosterone keeps brain health in check, if in, is, is that would that be the same for women and men, or does it have opposite effects like it would for type 2 diabetes in different genders? Well, more is not better. A lot of women have low testosterone. It's, it's Gary, the lab, some of the laboratories have a normal range that begins at zero. It's just they had a normal range for how normal heights that began at zero inches. It's utterly insane. Um, mm-hmm. But women need their testosterone too, not just men. They just need less of it. So mm-hmm. it's not a more is better again. You want to keep mm-hmm. okay. people at about the 50 to 70th percentile. It's when it goes too high that it's a problem. I think I'm, I'm talking about more women who are entering menopause, right? Because the older they get, they're 
estrogen falls and their testosterone can fall too, but maybe they're like, I know some women, I knew a woman who was, she was in her seventies that was taking the bioidentical testosterone so that her testosterone would stay elevated. So, I mean, that's a whole other show and a whole other discussion, but I just find it interesting. I, I would not be afraid as a woman to take bioidentical testosterone. Just make sure that it's not going too high on the blood okay. test. Okay, interesting. Okay, so, and you were going to talk about sunshine, so I'm guessing you were going to get to vitamin D as well for type 2 diabetes. Absolutely. Low vitamin D has been associated with so many autoimmune and other illnesses, and as well as increased diabetes risk, uh, as well as increased cancer risk, or just a host of things. The advice to avoid sunshine will be viewed as, you know, people will look and say, was medicine in the dark ages? Were they insane? And, you know, the the answer will be yes. The doctors in the year 2000 are utterly insane. They're telling people to avoid sunshine. They're telling people not to breastfeed. They're just out of their minds. And the sunshine is critical for so many health things. It's a critical hormone because it creates vitamin D, which is a pro-hormone. So the, the best thing, and then exercise also, exercise increases insulin sensitivity. So the more you exercise, uh, less diabetes you're going to have. So go for walks in the sunshine. Now, those are a critical thing that can be very helpful uh, in improving insulin sensitivity. Um, and I, I, I'd like also uh, to talk about the sugar issue because the average sugar intake, if you go back to 1900, the average sugar intake in the U.S. was 11 pounds per person per year. Uh, uh, 200, 300 years before that, it was even much less than that. And now we're up to 140 pounds of sugar per person per year dumped into our diet and food processing. That's, mm-hmm. you know, as for many people, it's as much as they weigh. It's 18% of our calories. And that is a major driver for diabetes. So there's, there's a book, The Complete Guide to Beating Sugar Addiction, that will mm-hmm. teach you how to keep your pleasure, but to get rid of the sugar cravings. Because a lot of the sugar cravings, you don't crave sugar for no good reason. Usually there's four main things that drive sugar cravings. Uh, if you get reach for sugar when you're irritable, um, that tends to be low adrenal. Uh, there's things like adrenoplex or adrenal stress and simple adrenal supplements. Uh, that can really help to take care of that. Uh, if you're reaching for it when you're tired, we talked about ribose, which is a, a sugar that increases energy. Uh, and while well, lowering blood sugar. So if you go on Amazon, you can find it's called Shine Ribose Powder. Uh, you can use it as a sweetener. You can take one scoop twice a day, increase energy 61%. Um, I would take that to the multivitamin called the Energy Revitalization System. That's my morning drink each day. Uh, but there's all kinds of things that drive sugar cravings. Candida, nasal congestion, sinusitis, irritable bowel syndrome. Treat the candida and the sugar cravings go away. So, um, it's not hard to get rid of the sugar cravings. Just need to know what's causing them, and that's easy to find out. There are simple quizzes in the book. Hmm. Very interesting. No, I think that um, I mean, Doctor T, your information is always amazing. And you know, I, before we go, I just have another question. You were talking about using those herbals in conjunction with metformin. What if people wanted to try them on their own? Would they still work? Oh, absolutely, they work. They, I would give them a priority. Uh, I would just start with the Sucontrol D and give that okay. six weeks on its own see what it does. And then if you want to add in the uh, metformin or the berberine or both, uh, uh, if I had diabetes, I'd be doing all three of them together. If you're taking metformin, the one caution is you have to take 
of vitamin B12 with it, or you will become vitamin B12 deficient. So a multivitamin that has some B12 will be fine. Okay, so B12 would be important. Dr. T, you mentioned that there are four reasons we crave sugar. So I just want to go through those four again to make sure that we have all four points. So you have low adrenal, you have low energy, you have candida, and what was the fourth? The fourth is menopause and menopause, uh, basically anxiety and depression uh, caused by low estrogen, low testosterone. And we kind of reach for sugar as a self-soothing kind of a thing. And that helps in the beginning, but then it backfires because it triggers insulin resistance and it actually makes anxiety and depression worse. So where that pint right. of Ben and Jerry's used to be the perfect solution for breakup or stress, uh, it becomes counterproductive. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. T. I mean, just before we go, I just want to thank our sponsor for Naturally Savvy Radio this month. It's NeoCell. NeoCell makes supplements for, with makes collagen supplements. And if you want to learn more about NeoCell, they're at neocell.com. And without NeoCell and our amazing Naturally Savvy sponsors, we wouldn't be able to do our podcast, our radio show. So thank you to all of you who helps to support us. Dr. T, is there any way people can get in touch with you? Please give us your website, any social media that people want to learn more about you and or get in contact with you. How could they do that? Well, I do have a uh, Facebook page, Dr. T, uh, doc, uh, doc, Facebook slash Dr. Teitelbaum. Uh, the website would be www.vitality101.com. Uh, we do have a Q&A section there. But also, uh, people can email me directly. My email address is fatigue.doc, so F-A-T-H-U-E-D-O-C, at gmail.com. I treat people worldwide with fibromyalgia and chronic pain. Uh, we can often treat them by phone if they're too sick to travel. And happy to help people get their health back. It's a lot of fun. Well, we love you, and you're a wealth of information, and I can't wait to have you back on and talk about, you know, I think we should talk about next time menopause and menopause. I find that very interesting. And, uh, and even adrenal. We should do a show on adrenal. So thank you so much for being on our show today. I'm Andrea Donsky with Lisa Davis. You're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal One. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.